Hey folks, I'm Nicole Gilbert, and this is the Stop Scrolling, Start Sewing podcast. Every Wednesday, join me as I share the ins and outs of that quilt life. If you don't have a sewing machine, can bust out a pretty fly Y seam, or you're just looking for the latest in quilty news, this is the podcast for you. Nicole here. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 6 of the Stop Scrolling, Start Sewing podcast. Whether you're listening on your way to work or you're watching on YouTube, thank you for spending a little bit of your day with me. Okay, guys. On this episode of the podcast, we are going to discuss quilt pattern testers. So over the years, And in many, many episodes, we have discussed various different quilting professionals. We've talked about sewing machine educators, uh, quilt instructors, like classes in your local shops and guilds. We've discussed pattern designers, and we have also discussed fabric designers. But one quilty professional that we have not mentioned is the quilt pattern tester, and they are a vital part of the process. So we're going to break it all down today. But before we dive into all of that, we're going to talk about the quilt on the wall. Okay, so this quilt is called Dashing, and it's designed by Corey Yoder of Coriander Quilts. Uh, You may be familiar with Cori Yoder's work because she is an amazing fabric designer with Moda Fabrics. Now, this quilt finishes at 60 by 72 inches. So it's a really nice, generous kind of throw size. Um, It's rectangular, which is nice because it also makes it... It's rectangular and pretty kind of standard block-based, which makes it very easy to increase the size if you did want to use it on something larger or decrease it if you wanted to use it on something smaller. Now, this pattern is fat eighth friendly. Uh, However, I didn't make mine with fat eighths. I actually used fat quarters and just used half as many. So, I mean, this is a really fun, vibrant quilt, uh, but it could even have twice as many different fabrics in it, uh, which would be a lot of fun. Uh, But I I chose to do fat quarters instead of fat eighths. So that's something you can do. And also something to keep in mind whenever you see a fat eighth quilt, you can always make it with a fat quarter. So, and you'll need less fat quarters. So there's that. Uh, For the fabric, which I mean, come on, right? These colors. This fabric is the Welcome Home Collection by Anna Maria Horner, and she is a fabric designer with Free Spirit Fabrics. So that is the quilt on the wall. I will have uh, details on where you could learn more about the pattern and the fabric in the show notes or video description, wherever you're listening or watching. Okay, let's dive into quilt pattern testers. So I have like a ton of notes. So if you see me like glancing over at my computer, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, it's because I wanna make sure I don't miss anything. Cause this is a really great topic. And I think that you can all really benefit from this one in understanding another portion of the industry better. 
And also some of you may want to be pattern testers. So this is, I think this is a really fun topic and I'm excited to talk about it today. Okay. I'm also going to scroll because I got lots here. Okay. So first and foremost, what is a quilt pattern tester? So pattern designers will, you know, write up a pattern. And if you've ever really, and I'm, I know many of you have looked at a quilt pattern, a well-written quilt pattern, let me asterisk that, a well-written quilt pattern, there's a lot in there. You know, there's written step-by-step -step instructions on constructing the pattern. There is math of the fabric requirements. There's math that goes into those cutting directions. Um, there's a lot of design work that goes into the illustrations that demonstrate the different techniques that you'll be using in construction. Um, and so there's, there's kind of a lot of moving parts in a quilt pattern. Now, what a quilt pattern tester does is before the pattern designer is ready to release the pattern, they will have one or many uh, pattern testers get the pattern, make the quilt, and provide feedback. And so that gives them kind of, it's like getting your rough draft peer reviewed in class, basically. Okay, this is it. I think this is the one I'm ready to submit. Can you guys all take a look at this and make sure it works? But instead of just looking at it and looking for grammatical errors, which is also something that the pattern testers will do, you'll go through there and you'll be checking to make sure there's no kind of verbiage errors, but you'll also make the quilts and that will just help ensure that it works the way that the instructions say it will work. There's nothing worse than getting a pattern. And if, for those of you who have been doing this a very long time, I've been quilting a while, uh, I'm sure by now you've used a cruddy pattern or two and it's not fun. You cut up all that fabric, you think that you're making mistakes and it's not your fault. It's the pattern isn't great. And using pattern testers helps designers avoid being lumped into the not great pattern class. So that is like in a nutshell what a quilt pattern tester does. Now who can be a quilt pattern tester you might be asking yourself. So really it's anybody. Uh, you don't need to be a professional. I mean honestly I use quilt pattern like uh, in quilt pattern testers in the realm of quilting professionals because it's a necessary cog in the machine. Uh, however, um, you don't need to be like a pro, meaning as far as skill sets go, you could be a beginner quilter or you could be all the way up through the ranks to what's considered an incredibly advanced quilter. Usually all types are looked for for different quilt patterns and sometimes all types for the same quilt pattern. And we'll kind of dive into that in a little bit. Um, really, anybody can be a quilt pattern tester though, okay? Now, why would you want to be a quilt pattern tester is probably even a better question to ask in addendum to that last one. Um, there's a lot of reasons why you would want to be a quilt pattern tester. 
Um, one, free patterns. 99% of the time, and I say 99 to cover my butt, but honestly, I can't even recall a time where I have seen a call for quilt pattern testers where you needed to pay for the pattern. Um, you get a quote pattern for free, which is pretty great because you're talking about you're not talking about the kind of quilt patterns that you get from free for free on Pinterest that are kind of basic. Y- you know where I'm going with that. I'm not trying. I, I want to make sure I say that in the most complimentary way possible. But there's different types of patterns. There's like those kinds that you get for free on Pinterest, which are great and fun. And then there's like the ones that you pay the twelve dollars for. And they're a little bit more complex. You may learn a new technique or two. Um, They're, you know, by a big name or using uh, or representing a big company or or something. There's there's a little bit more oomph behind that, that type of pattern. You're getting those patterns for free, which is pretty nice if you really think about it. Like that in itself could be worth it to a lot of you out there who are like, huh, I, I'm going to be investing all this money in my fabric. I might as well get the patterns for free. Being a quilt pattern tester is one way to get really great free patterns. Now, another reason to be a quilt pattern tester is to learn a new technique. Maybe there is a designer who does things a very specific way and you want to learn that style of quilting. And with that, I would say make sure that pattern designer has a call for beginners because a lot of times what will happen is somebody will be doing a new English paper piecing pattern, a new applique pattern. Um, Maybe they use like a very specific kind of ruler or construction of half square triangles or something. And they want to make sure that they have described it well enough that everybody can be successful using their pattern. And so they will usually say looking for beginners or beginners welcome. And then that way you kind of both sides of the relationship are going in on honest footing. You know, you're saying, I want to learn this new thing and I'm willing to give you my feedback on how you described it and see if I'm successful. Meanwhile, the pattern designer is saying, I described this thing and I want to see if a person who is not super confident with this technique can also be successful using my instructions. So that's kind of a little thought process to think about uh, in that in that scenario, if you're doing it to like learn a new technique. Now, another reason to be a quilt pattern tester would be if you are somebody who is trying to take your hobby and turn it into a business. And that could be in a myriad of ways. You might be trying all sorts of different things. Being a quilt pattern tester can get your name, quote unquote, out there. Um, so what will happen, and I'll dive a little bit deeper in this, but once you're in this quilt pattern tester role, you're usually also part of the pattern launch. So there will be, there could be some visibility for you uh, as a person who participates in this launch. So keep that in mind. Um, so that's, that's some of the, the ways to do it. Also, uh, if you want to 
get into the business, you're thinking about becoming a writer, a, a pattern writer yourself, uh, but you've never written a pattern before, uh, getting in at this like middle stage and seeing how somebody else who is uh, already successful in the business is doing it is another great way uh, to go about that. So uh, what can you expect from a pattern test? So first and foremost, you, you should all know that every designer runs their pattern tests differently. It's their own business. That's part of the reason why we get into these businesses is because we want to be our own bosses. And when you're your own boss, you can set in, set in your own standard operating procedures. So these pattern tests can be run in a myriad of ways. So I'm going to kind of give you some overarching ideas, stages that every pattern test typically goes through, and then also some kind of like variations that may happen at each stage. So you'll receive uh, a pattern. And usually, and like I mentioned before, usually this pattern is free. The pattern itself could be in a variety of different stages of completion. The instructions will all be there because there's no point in running a pattern test if a person could not read what they provided and create the quilt. When I say it could be in a you know variety of stages, some pattern tester, some pattern designers send patterns out to their testers that are like in borderline final draft mode. They've been tech edited. They've so which means that like all their math has been, you know, worked out and that's physically it should work. Um, they've been grammatically edited. They're formatted into the final uh, look that the designer is going for. And so some will come like that. Some will come like in verbiage only form. So think like a Word doc with a list of fabric design requirements, a list of uh, cutting requirements, and then uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten breakdown of how you construct it. Okay. So these are opposite ends of the spectrum. Completely done, almost final draft version or outline. You could read it and know exactly what you're supposed to do, but it ain't pretty. It's in a Word doc kind of a deal. And then it could be in any stage in between. So keep that in mind. Um, and different designers will do it different ways. Some designers want to give you that super rough draft version because then they can go back to the drawing board and very easily edit any feedback they get into that information before they get to that final stage. Now, some do that final stage because they're already using tech editors. They already have um, like an, some sort of editorial situation set up for their patterns. And they usually will have some sort of pattern designer as far as like the digital design and look of, of the pattern. And so at that point, they're using you for like final stops just in case. And usually they're using you more for the, the launch purpose. So the rough drafts usually are using you for like, I need to make sure this is going and you're going to help me get there. 
you're making my life easier. Some are using you just for that launch push at the end. But in essence, you're still going to be doing the same thing. It's just the, the version of the pattern that you might get. So that's that's one thing to keep in mind. Uh, there's always going to be some sort of schedule to adhere to. The quilt pattern designer has an idea of when they want to launch this quilt. And when I say launch this quilt, I mean they have an idea of what day they want it to be purchasable by consumers. So they know what day they want to put it up on their Word, um, WooCommerce or Shopify account, what day it wants to, what they, they want it to go up on Etsy, and when they're going to start advertising it on social media. And from there, they're going to kind of reverse engineer it. And so you will get some sort of schedule, and usually the timeline will also be released when they're first asking for pattern testers, because some timelines are just not going to work for you. Some people are super speedy sewers. I personally am a super speedy sewer. If I put my head down, I can finish a quilt in one day, top to bottom, done. And like, I did this one in one day, this uh, dashing by coriander quilts. I completed it in one day. So like, not necessarily the most basic quilts either. I can, I can bust them out, but not everybody's like that. And that's totally okay. No one's really gonna ask you to do it in one day. But there's going to be some that want it. Can you do this in two weeks? Can you do this in one month? Can you complete this in two months? And nine times out of 10, they just want you to complete the top. You don't need to have it fully quilted and bound. Uh, Have you ever been like farting around on Instagram? Which I mean, like we all fart around on Instagram. But have you ever been farting around on Instagram and you see all these pictures and you're like, I don't think that quilt top is done or the light hits it in just the right way and you can see the seam allowances and that's how you know it's just a quilt top and not like a completed quilt. A lot of times that happens because as quilty professionals, we just don't have time to quilt them all. Uh, And so the other reason why you see this is because they're pattern testers and they have a timeline and they can get the quilt top done in that timeline, but you can't get the whole thing quilted necessarily. Some designers will have like several completion dates, meaning they want the quilt top done by this date and they might add, but this is the launch date and I want photos of a quilted complete quilt by that date. So keep that in mind. Uh, There's also a day where they might want all of their feedback received. So that could be in the schedule as well. So that's something that you'll get pretty early in the process is the schedule of how it's supposed to go. They may ask you what fabric you're using. And that's because a lot of pattern designers will include their pattern testers in their launch. And so in order to make sure that they're not sending out the same quilts in the same fabrics all over social media, they ask for some variety. Um, This isn't always, it really will depend on how much the designer is planning on sharing uh, the quilts and how much the designer is planning on you sharing the quilt. And we'll go into that a little bit more in a little bit. Um, Let's see. I know, I've got so many notes here, guys. Okay, so the whole point, so the whole point of that schedule is just to make sure that, you know, the pattern gets to launch on time. 
But obviously to launch it, they want a well-edited, great final product. And so they want feedback. And that feedback can be, it's it's a communication realm. And I've participated in enough pattern tests to know that it could be any type of communication. It could be plain old email communication back and forth between myself and the designer or myself as the designer to the uh, tester. It could be a boxer channel where we're just taking like voice notes and we're sending them back and forth. Uh, It could be a group chat on uh, Instagram, which I honestly, I enjoy the group chat on Instagram It can be a little annoying sometimes when you open your Instagram account and you're like, why do I have 87 chats? Which I get that. However, what I do enjoy about that is that it creates a community for the testers and you get to know the other testers in the pool with you. Some you might know because you're like, oh my gosh, this person is also testing. Oh my gosh, fangirling out. And then others are like in the same boat as you and you're just like, you're just creating your people. You're creating your quilty world. And that group chat on Instagram does assist with that. But regardless of how you do it from group chat through email, whatever, um, it's going to be a channel to communicate types of fabric you're using, feedback for any edits that you would make or you think the designer should be aware of. And also from the designer's point of view, any uh, updates that wants to get pushed out to you as the tester. So there will be some communication back and forth. This is not, you are not in a silo with this because the whole point is that you are helping this person uh, with feedback on their quilt design. And so you can't do that without communication. Um, Now, once the designer has made the necessary adjustments to the pattern, Um, it's time to launch the pattern. Now, occasionally, and when I say occasionally, I mean like super occasionally, occasionally the adjustments that need to be made are so big that there needs to be a second round of testers. And sometimes that means they'll just use the same testers to do it again. Sometimes it means that they'll get like a pool of new testers, or maybe they just do one or two testers for the second run. Uh, But that is very, very rare, and it usually is an indicator that that first pattern was, like, super wrong, you know? And sometimes, you know, one number, one decibel decimal will uh, create kind of havoc in a quilt top. Uh, But that's very, very rare, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, But anyway, once all of the adjustments have been made, it's time to launch. And... Most designers, and I say I'm using some like, if this was like legalese, I'd be like, allegedly, but I'm using some terms just because, you know, things can change. Things are a little different. There's always somebody who's a little bit unique. There's always a unicorn, Um, you know, so keep some little asterisks and caveats in mind. Uh, But most pattern designers will then also ask their pattern testers to be part of the launch. And the launch of the quilt is when it becomes live for consumers to purchase. And usually what that looks like is that the designer asks the testers to take a photo or series of photos of the quilt top. And the cooler the photos, the better. 
I mean, we all like a nice flat lay of a photo of a quilt because we want to see the whole quilt. However, how much do we love when we see them on top of a mountain and the air has gotten in them or, you know, they're backpacking and it's hanging out the back of their backpack or their kids are cuddled in it. I mean, it doesn't have to be an elaborate photo. Like, I'm not going out to the ocean side to do pictures. Like, there are people who do that and, like, good for you, but that's not who I am. But I do take cute pictures of, like, my kids wrapped in it or... It's, you know, airing out to dry uh, on a, you know, clothesline or something like that. Something cute, basic, but cute. Anyway, the designers will ask you to take a series of photos of the quilt, and then they'll give you release schedule, meaning, you know, maybe on the pattern's going to get released on a certain Friday. Maybe on the Monday, they want you to share a photo that you took while you were cutting the fabric. And then like just some sort of teaser verbiage. Maybe on the Wednesday, they want you to show a picture that the quilt is in, but you can't see the whole quilt. And then Friday, launch day, you're releasing a photo that you can see the whole quilt. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. You're sharing links of where people can buy it. Okay. That's huge for the pattern designer. It's going to have their quilts name their name tagged and hashtagged um, over the week by several different people, which means it's it's getting some like juice behind it. People in the industry or people who quilt who are following these individual testers are becoming aware that something's coming. Now, why what does the pattern tester get out of this? Okay, we already talked about you got a free pattern. We already talked about the community that you could potentially be getting. Um, Now, another thing that you could be getting out of this is that from the designer, they'll probably be sharing your photos as well, tagging you as well. This could be huge for you if you're looking to break into the industry and now you've got somebody with a little bit more clout in the industry tagging you. You see? So that's actually kind of huge if you think about it. Um, so so that's great. And that's kind of overall the like steak and potatoes of what a quilt pattern test will look like. Um, now, what is a designer looking for in a quilt pattern tester? Because, okay. I'm not going to get ahead of myself. It's what I always do, but I'm not going to get ahead of myself. Okay. So what is a designer looking for when they're looking for a pattern tester? One, they want somebody who is willing uh, and good at open communication because the whole point of this is to get feedback on the quilt. They want to make sure that they are creating the best product possible. um, And that's where you come in. You you really assist in that uh, realm. So that's, that's number one, someone who communicates. Um, they're going to ask about your social media. Uh, usually they want to make sure that you have an active Instagram account that's public. That's really important that it's public because once you get to the point where we're ready to launch and we're sharing photos, if people can't see your photos when they're searching or when they're browsing, it's kind of not that helpful for the designer. So you really want to make sure that that account is public. 
Uh, now, you don't have to worry about how many followers you have. The beauty of this is that part of this is that you're, the designer is trying to create their own, you know, Instagram algorithm juice by having different people share their quilt on different days with specific tags. And so you're, they're kind of starting to create their own snowball effect. While it's great if you've got, you know, 10,000 plus followers, but most of us don't. And that's fine. Um, really what they want to make sure is that it's public, that your account, you've shared quilt stuff before. You know, if you're a food blogger and then all of a sudden you wanted to be a quilt pattern tester, that's cool. However, somebody else who has been quilting their whole life and is consistently sharing quilts, that might be a little bit better because we know that their audience already likes to see quilts. You know what I mean? So you might want to keep that in mind as well. Um, They're looking for somebody who acknowledges the schedule and commits to completing the schedule on time. It is not helpful to get a pattern tester who cannot complete the pattern in time because then you don't get the feedback you need in time. And then if you don't get the feedback you need in time, then your launch has to get pushed because you need more time to do your final edits. And nobody wants to push their launch because that affects your calendar for the whole year. So keep that in mind. This is still somebody else's business. It might be something that you're doing on the side for fun, but this is somebody else's business. Um, you have to be somebody who's willing to take notes throughout the process. Uh, you know, it's, I personally, unless there's something that's like a glaring issue, like if I'm making a quilt and I'm like that, those numbers don't jive. And if I cut this fabric, it's lost forever. That's something I will stop what I'm doing and immediately hop in the chat, throw a Voxer, send out an email and be like, yo, this is going on. Um, but other than that, I will usually take like a list of notes and kind of at certain decent checkpoints, send that information back. And that keeps the designer from getting like constantly inundated. As a designer, we might have four patterns in test. Let's say we do a two month test runway before a launch, but we're launching our fabric, our patterns every month. They're gonna overlap. And so you could have a ton of pattern testers going and if everybody is messaging you every 10 minutes, that could be very overwhelming and confusing and just blech. So uh, we want somebody who could take notes, who can process the notes, send them at regular intervals, unless it's like a quilty emergency and you're like, two plus one does not equal four. And if you put this in there, people are gonna lose their mind. Like that kind of information needs to be said because a lot of times that's the kind of information that they'll then send out an email blast to everybody or send out a message in the group chat and be like, hey, we noticed this. Keep this in mind when you're going. Keep moving forward. Let's make that edit now so that you can keep the pattern test going. Um, let's see. You also have to be somebody. Well, you don't have to be. Some, some pattern designers are not going to use you for part of their launch. They just want you to help them edit and then they're going to 
provide their uh, patterns to a distributor and then let go and let God. And that's cool. Some pattern testers are looking for people who are willing to share photos. I discussed the photo thing earlier. You don't have to do photos to be a quilt pattern tester, but you have to look for the pattern tests that allow you to not take photos. This will pretty much be clearly outlined in the open call for the testers in the first place. But keep that in mind that that is something that is pretty common to see. They want you to share photos. Okay, so I've talked about like open call, open call, open call. How do you actually become a quilt pattern tester? And for the most part, how many times have I said for the most part? For the most part, um, they're, the designers will do an open call on their Instagram accounts. They'll put a post up that says something along the lines of like, pattern testers wanted. They'll use the hashtag pattern testers wanted. So you could actually follow those hashtags, like hashtag quote pattern tester, hashtag quote pattern testers wanted or pattern testers wanted so that those posts come up for you in your Instagram feed. So you're not hunting and pecking around, but most designers will put a post up on their Instagram accounts. And then there will usually be a link to either like a Google form or just like a PDF that kind of breaks down all the information they need from you. And they'll ask for you to like email them back the answers, but either way, they'll have you submit, you know, kind of like a very short application. And it's not anything hard or difficult, but they really just want to make sure before they include you in the test that, you know, you meet some basic requirements, you know what the schedule is, you have a public Instagram account, etc. Um, now, how they're chosen can be a little bit different. Uh, some designers will put out a, a call every single time they have a pattern that needs testing. Some will put out an open call like quarterly and then they'll collect pattern testers. And then when it's time to actually get a quilt uh, tested, they will email those people that they've kind of got in their Rolodex and be like, hey, I need this pattern tested. Are you in? Are you out? And then they will kind of get there from there. So you can either have a collection or you could do it one-on-one. -on -one. Now I would say, um, I've also done, I've done it both ways as well. I would say I enjoy um, both ways to do it. I will say that when I've done the like one on the one-offs, I tend to like the patterns a lot. And then I'm like, oh, I saw that. I, I want to do that. You know, usually they will, you know, once you submit, they'll send you like a block or like a corner or something to see like visually if it's your style, if it's your jam. Um, and you can do that. Now, if you're in a collection, sometimes they'll send you stuff and you're like, I really don't want to make that thing. Blech. And then you don't have to submit. And then you're just like, no, nope, I'm going to pass this time. And that's cool. So there's some, some different ways and ideologies to think about it. What I would say is if you have a pattern uh, designer that you absolutely love that uses testers, if they do a collection, like a, a collection of testers, meaning they've got their own pool, um, 
try to get into that pool because then you know that as their patterns come out, you're going to have the opportunity to test multiple of them, which is kind of nice. Um, as far as how they're chosen, some will choose all beginners. Some will choose all advanced. Usually if they're choosing all advanced is because they want that thing done quick or they plan on potentially using one of those quilts as cover art or as a sample. And so if they get all advanced quilters, they're more likely to get a really well-made quilt out of the deal or photos of a really well-made quilt. You do not need to give the designer your quilt. In any scenario, you do not need to give the designer your quilt. Some designers will ask for the quilts. They will either ask to borrow them to use them as samples or they'll pay you for them uh, because then they don't have to make the sample. So there's that. Uh, another little thing to think about. Uh, and that's kind of, that's kind of the thing. That's kind of all of it. Um, there's, you know, I'm a million other questions that you can ask me and I would love to answer them for you. So if you have any questions, head on over to the YouTube and drop them in the comments. It's the fastest, easiest way for me to grab them. If you're listening on the podcast uh, provider and you don't want to head over to YouTube, you can email me at Nicole at NicoleGilbertQuilts.com and I would be happy to answer any of those questions. Um, cause I'm sure other questions have popped up for you. Um, but yeah, so that is quilt pattern testing. And I actually am looking for quilt pattern testers myself. So there is a link in the show notes and the video description where you can go ahead and fill out uh, a Google form for me and we can see about having you be in my next quilt pattern test. Okay, folks. You have just completed another episode of the Stop Scrolling, Start Sewing podcast. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to spend with me. And please hit subscribe wherever you listen to or watch this podcast so that you never miss an episode. All right, folks. Bye for now.